This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We are turning our focus now uh, to the South African Medical Association that has come out uh, to say that it is in the best interest of healthcare workers to receive Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 booster shots before the fourth wave. Of course, uh, that fourth wave anticipated to happen before year end and into the early parts of 2021. Dr. Angelique Kutsia joins me, summer chair on the line. Doc, uh, good morning and uh, welcome to Power Talk. Good morning and a very, very good morning to all your listeners out there. And I'm extremely glad for the rain that we have. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody seems uh, uh, to be happy about the rain. If only it could just uh, 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 limit us from gathering uh, uh, in the numbers that the president uh, announced yesterday. Perhaps it would have played an important part. Uh, Doc, uh, let's uh, delve into this. Uh, you are making a call for uh, booster shots uh, for you know uh, healthcare workers, and this is on the back of a study recently mm-hmm. published on uh, uh, Johnson and Johnson vaccines, and that indeed a two-dose regime of the Johnson and Johnson might uh, create higher levels of immunity. Just take us through uh, the thinking of Sama on this one. Yeah. Um, so. During this, the third wave, Sama noticed and got quite a few calls from our doctors at Coalface level telling us that um, they're getting infected, although I need to say it's mild diseases that they got. But mm. again, if you get, even if it's mild disease, it's 10 days from work. Yes. Um, so the, we then started to raise this. And uh, first of all, you know, in the beginning, National Department of told us there's no evidence. It's, you know, they love to use the term, it's anecdotal. Yeah. So it was anecdotal evidence coming from, from SOMA members mm. and other doctors not related to SOMA. Um, so we then brought it to the VMAC and also asked them for an opinion. And Dr. Glenda Gray then told us, uh, or Professor Gray told us that um, there are going to be data coming. Um, showing that actually after six months, if you get your uh, Johnson & Johnson second booster or the second jab, whatever you want to call it, whether you want to use yeah. the term booster or whatever, it means that your antibodies increased. And um, that might be um, prudent uh, with the the um, experience we saw from um, a lot of our doctors and colleagues um, uh, um, during the third wave. It was brought back to the minister and um, subsequently as well, um, for, uh, Johnson & Johnson approached SAPRA to be registered, you know, to get a permission to do a second jab. Mm. Um, and that was granted. So we are waiting for the minister to sign off on um, the recommendations that healthcare workers can get a, a second dose or, a, uh, you know, whether, again, whether it's a booster or, or just a second dose, um, that, would be, that would help us a great lot. And we have also asked um, that this must be done with before December. 
hopefully middle of this month and at latest next month. Yeah. I mean, uh, Doc, we do know that, you know, the two-dose regime, uh, the the two-dose regime uh, vaccines, you tend to be given a scope of time where, you know, you should probably be getting the second dose. It's been a while since some healthcare workers received uh, their J&J vaccines, whether in the Sisonka trial or thereafter. Um, now, yeah. um, do you think perhaps uh, it, it's it's time for them to get the second dose or they wait uh, uh, for when we believe that maybe the longevity of the vaccine weighs, wanes and then uh, they get into mm-hmm. a, a, a vaccine, a, a new vaccination round, which would include uh, these uh, two dose uh, vaccines? No, I think... You know, we know that um, most of the healthcare workers or the drive was started in uh, February mm-hmm. this year. So it's definitely six months later, six, seven months later. And um, again, with the experience we had um, during the third um, wave, we understand that this needs to happen now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this um, real um, world evidence and phase three studies that has been coming out regarding the Johnson & Johnson, just confirm. It actually confirms what we anecdotally said was already happening. But as in any, any everything um, at, at the level that um, the minister is uh, operating, they want evidence. So if there's no evidence yes. being produced, then they will not, um, you know, again, it's anecdotal. The evidence are there, and we need to get those booster shots. Uh, the other... Important thing to understand as well is that these um, booster shots will, uh, again, protect you quite a lot against severe diseases. Mm. Um, it is it is really um, you know, the the booster shots that we have, that we have seen in the real or the the data that we have seen now um, is, is 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 extremely good on on um, severe cases um, and then on mild cases so they say that it's nearly a hundred percent yes but nothing in the world is uh, in, in the world is um, ever a hundred percent so even if it's 99 percent then it's at least something that we can look at um, and then for um, moderate to severe uh, uh, diseases it's 75 percent but that's okay we know that we can treat moderate disease at home. That's yes. fine. We, we can treat that. The, the thing is to get the doctors out of hospital or other healthcare workers so that they can recover quite fast and we can put them back in treating patients once the, the fourth wave starts. Absolutely. I'm in conversation with Dr. Angelique Kutsia, some mature person, just looking at the calls uh, for booster shots for healthcare workers. We do know that healthcare workers uh, were given the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccines. If you do have any question for her, 0861-987-000 is the dial this morning as we continue uh, with this conversation. Uh, Dr. Kutsia, I mean, I, I do see there in that study where 
where they talk about how, you know, if the booster shot is given at six months, it can provide mm-hmm. up to a 12-fold increase in antibodies. Yeah. And now there's also some data coming out uh, from Oxford uh, talking about, you know, transmission levels uh, amongst uh, vaccinated people and the degree to which these are decreased. Um, it seems as if we are starting to know a bit more about this. But I, uh, in terms of the ability to contract um, COVID-19, is does, are we seeing some data that uh, indicates, you know, uh, there are lessened, there are lessened uh, op- uh, 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 you know, opportunities for uh, people with these booster shots to actually contract the virus? Yeah. So what, we, what, what the data is also showing us, um, and it's a very important question that you're asking, is that um, if you if you get your vaccine shots, let's say um, you never had COVID before and you are you are being vaccinated, mm. so you get your antibodies from outside, or you stimulate the body via a vaccine, or if you had COVID before, um, you still it still helps your body to even um, better your immune response by getting the vaccine. So, so if we look at those people that's been vaccinated, we know that if they get infected then, because you, remember you can still get infections. Yes. So if you then get infected by the virus, your load, your, 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 the, we call it the load, the virus load um, in the body would be much less. That's the first thing because your antibodies will attack it. So that's why you will not be that sick. Mm. The second thing is, remember, if you have the, the virus infection, you will then be able to spread it to someone else. So your, the, then the load that you um, spread to someone else is also very, very low. So the infection rate of that person is also not as, not as severe. Again, it depends on that person's immune system. Mm. But it should be also less than um, unvaccinated persons who would um, have severe um, viral load and would also, when they um, give it to someone else, also give a high viral load out. Mm, mm. We are speaking or coughing or... Uh, that type of methods. As I was, uh, Dr. Kutia, this, I mean, you are entering that uh, space now of a raging debate, really, uh, uh, quite internationally on the idea between natural immunity versus uh, vaccination mm-hmm. and some people feeling that if they, have co- if they have recovered from COVID, there's no reason for them to vaccinate. But you are saying that uh, there might actually be a good cause for them to consider vaccinating because um, it, 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 it would increase their are antibodies. Yes. We also know that after six months, the immune system is going to go down. Um, you will still remember, your, your T cells will still remember, your memory cells will still remember that there was a virus um, and, and will be able to pick it up. But um, how strong your defense will be is a, different, uh, is a different story. And unfortunately, it's extremely difficult to go and detect each and everyone's antibodies and to say, okay, on month third, this is how much you have. Then you have to do it on month six again, on month nine, to see what mm. happens to your own in, innate antibodies. Um, and, 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 you know, I'm not even sure where, whether everyone in this country can afford it. So um, at least you know that if you have been vaccinated, on top of you having had a previous infection, you, would be, you should be fine. Uh, again, this brings me back to one of the questions that people always ask, how long after I had COVID can I yeah, be vaccinated? Absolutely. So 
we normally say if it's mild disease, one month. If you had severe disease, about three months. But remember, you have that window of time for at least six months um, what, that we know that you will be protected. Mm. And then, you know, even if you take it six months later, it will still um, then help your, your immune response uh, to, to get better, um, make better long-lasting antibodies. Dr. Kutsia on Twitter, Angie just uh, sent me a tweet, uh, really, and she usually raises these issues around educators, saying that, uh, what about education sector, because they were also vaccinated with the same vaccine. I suppose, I mean, the healthcare workers were first in line, really. Yeah. So they, they, as you are saying, some are definitely uh, that six months down the line that is uh, yeah. being suggested by this study that has come out as the, probably the most ideal time to get your uh, as you say, booster shot, I, I tend to just say your next shot <laughs> that, yeah, is, your reco- next shot, yeah. that is recommended uh, yeah. that you take. Now, uh, you are clearly saying, Dr. Kutsi, uh, at the six-month intervals, be it it's the teachers, be it it's the uh, police uh, or the general citizens, uh, there might be a need for government to start planning for that eventuality yes. of a J&J booster shot. Yes, I fully agree with you on that. And remember, this is um, as you correctly um, said, the healthcare workers was first targeted, mm. and most of us are now seven months later. Um, next month, it would be eight months later, while the public um, got their boosters, um, especially around Johnson Johnson, much later. Mm. So um, I think that would be for next year. Government knows that they need to plan. Um, one of the problems that we are currently now experiencing is that there's not a lot of Johnson & Johnson um, Stock. vaccines available. Mm. Yes, that's the, that's the only thing. But, you know, looking at the low uptake of the Pfizer vaccines, um, maybe, you know, and this I know is also a raging debate um, amongst the scientists, yeah. whether you should then go ahead and get the Pfizer if you had the Johnson & Johnson. So... Um, the, the cross, the cross, yeah, the, the, the cross... Yeah, anecdotally, I know the doctors already started to do that. <laughs> yeah, in some, in some, I mean, in some parts of the US as well, they 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 started doing that. You know, if you had had a Pfizer and now Johnson and Johnson are well, they give you that, and and so on. Yeah. And this this cross combination of of the vaccines. But I suppose you're you're saying anecdotally because we don't have <laughs> a firm conclusive findings um, yes. on on this issue. But Doctor Kuzia, there's something else that is quite clear now, which I think we are avoiding. Um, it's the cost implication of vaccinating Um, at some point (laughs) we're going to probably have a conversation as to whether or not it is financially viable and sustainable for government to take lead in paying the cost for these vaccines yeah i fully agree with you remember at this stage the uh, private if you are on the medical scheme government is not really paying for that um, because you'll get it from the medical scheme and they uh, you know that that are that are paid over to the national department of the treasury. So, so, but it's a very important question as well. So, you, what you need to do is you need to go and look at your cost for unvaccinated or not fully vaccinated mm. people admitted to hospital with severe disease versus the cost of um, the vaccine. And uh, and I think if one look at it in that way. Um, you know, ICU is quite expensive. Yeah. So uh, if you look at that costs for one person 
you can easily, 100,000, easily in ICU. Um, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm coming in very late. Mm. Um, so if you then look at how many people you could have vaccinated, then it's sort of, you know, you have to balance that out. And again, if, you, if, you, if you're not a frontline worker or a policeman or a teacher and you, and you had your Johnson & Johnson and you feel you don't really want to get a second jab, mm. that, that's, you know, that's still your, your choice. I suppose. Uh, Dr. Kutsia, let's take a short at break. And then when I come back, I've got Ludumo on the line. I'll get him uh, to pose a response. I mean, a question to you. Uh, on 0861-987-000, we are in conversation with Dr. Angelique Kutsia, uh, considering, you know, uh, the next dose of uh, J&J vaccine for healthcare workers, but also, you know, uh, talking about it in the context of the study that has just come out uh, that proves an increase in antibodies if you take the Johnson & Johnson. At different intervals at two months, uh, the increase is about fourfold, but if you take it at six months, the increase is about 12-fold uh, in terms of antibodies. Uh, that's the conversation we are having this morning, but let's pay some bills. 9 a.m. to noon. This is Power Talk on Power 98.7. It is eight minutes to the hour, 11 o'clock. Let's go to that dial on 0861-987-000. Ludumo, good morning, buddy. Ludumo. Ludumo. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm hearing you. Yeah. You're a bit far to... You're a bit far, you're a bit far uh, from your mic. Uh, can I call back because uh, when it comes, I wanted to ask questions from doctor. Okay. Ludumo will give you an opportunity to call uh, back, uh, perhaps. Uh, but Jana, just uh, try and uh, sort that out and uh, we make sure that uh, we can get Ludumo as a question and that he is nice and audible uh, to us uh, indeed. Uh, uh, Dr. Kutsia, I mean, you have responded to this question a number of times, but it, it, it remains a question really uh, that, you, you know, uh, it, it does not come to rest. Kumgan is talking about uh, breastfeeding and pregnant women and the vaccines. Mm. Can you just uh, once more... Uh, I know we've spoken about it previously. That's fine. Uh, but uh, put That's it fine. out there because I suppose uh, we can never repeat some things enough. It is absolutely safe to breastfeed while you had your COVID-19 vaccine. Um, the, the beauty of it is you're going to give some of those antibodies to the baby as well. Mm. So breastfeeding, it's a, it's a big yes. Uh, regarding pregnancy... Um, the data also, it's safe in pregnancy. Um, I'm still from the old school, and I will say um, um, after the first three months, you know, from your fourth month, go and get yourself vaccinated. Um, you actually want your patient to be vaccinated before she goes into labor, that mm. two to three weeks before, because that's where we have seen um, during some of these waves that pregnant women unvaccinated the, and getting COVID, especially um, 36 weeks and plus pregnant. That's a, a problem. So you don't want them to get um, sick. So you want them to be vaccinated. And the best thing to do is to get yourself vaccinated while you're not pregnant. And at yeah. least you know you are safe. Even if you become uh, a, a pregnant. I've got Kulo on the line. Kulo, yeah. good morning. Good morning, Lukona. How are you? I'm well, how are you? Good, thanks. I have a question for Dr. Kutia here. Mm. <laughs> 
I sort of know because um, there's a misconception out there that unvaccinated people are the ones that are spreading the virus. Okay. I just want to ask if infected vaccinated people are as likely to spread the virus as infected unvaccinated people. Okay. Kulu, got you loud and clear. I'm sure you got that, Doc? Yes, good question. So, Kulu, everyone will spread the virus, but the difference is if I've been vaccinated, then I have less virus in, in, um, that I can spread and I have less virus that can attack my body so I get less sick. While your unvaccinated person will spread, unfortunately, a very high load of virus to his everyone who's less than 1.5 meters from him, and he himself might get severe ill. So that's the difference. So, um, yes, you, you, and, and that's what we are debating here as well, when to get your second mm. Johnson & Johnson booster. But um, everyone can spread, spread the virus. But unvaccinated people much more than vaccinated people. Okay, I think that is straight to the point. Ludumo, are you back with us? Yes, I'm back. Thank you uh, for taking my call. Just uh, one question, uh, not one. Uh, Doug, how do you isolate a virus? You cannot isolate the virus. You isolate the patient. So um, if you have the virus how inside... How do you isolate the virus? How do you get the, the, the vaccine? How do you make a vaccine if you can isolate the virus? No, I, I think there's a misconception regarding isolation of virus. Um, so your vaccine, what your vaccine does, it actually um, improves your antibodies, your, your soldiers in your, in your body, and they attack the virus, and they try to, to get rid of the virus. Um, but your, um, the, your perception is not 100% correct, what you have asked. No, it's not about perception, dog. I just asked you. Okay, Ludumo. I think I think I think Ludumo to help the conversation. Just just structure the 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 question, but also perhaps give the the view because you clearly have a view on what you are asking, um, so that it just yeah. helps to contextualize what you are asking. So here's the thing, uh, Lukon. They they the isolate the word isolate in virology. It's not the word that has been agreed upon by virologists. And yet, when they start this vaccine, they say they take a DNA of a virus or RNA, in this case of a virus, and then they make a vaccine. The question is, you need to isolate that virus first before you make an RNA of that virus so that you improve someone else's immune system. Now, if you haven't isolated the virus, how do you get, where do you get the RNA from? You haven't isolated the virus. The very same thing you say you, you, you want the RNA from. Okay. So this thing you haven't isolated, where do you get the RNA from? Okay, Luduma, got you loud and clear. I must take Humozo so that I can, uh, you know, uh, go back to Dr. Kutsia before we run out of time. Humozo, good morning. Good morning, good morning, guys. Um, I just have one question with, uh, with Dr. Quartz there, um, saying that uh, even pregnant women, it's quite safe for them to mm. take the vaccine. Um, uh, currently, I've got uh, three friends of mine, okay, who were highly pregnant, and they uh, one got a vaccine, and then actually they miscarried, 
and uh, two of 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 of, of them um, were critically in hospital after the vaccine. Mm. Um, so that actually um, comes back to saying that if this vaccine is so good or it works wonders within one's body, why does it cause such, such uh, after effects after you you've done that? Okay. So how so are we that you could actually go and get the vaccine and then you'll be fully uh, uh, in a good health state? Okay, okay. Uh, okay, thanks, Humaza. Uh, Dr. Let me, quickly, let me quickly answer her. So there's uh, the word highly pregnant says to me that um, they must have been quite far in during their pregnancy. That's, mm. that's how I interpret highly pregnant. It brings me back to my question um, regarding oh my, uh, that you, you should be vaccinated especially before um, 36 weeks. Um, and remember, I've said right in the beginning, um, I'm old school, um, not in the first three, three months for yeah. me. That's my own, that's my personal opinion. Um, but the scientist is different on that. So you cannot really, um, so you have to, it's difficult to, to answer on, on this because I need to understand the context of what how far the patients were and miscarriage uh, because very often, 27 weeks you don't really you know if you miscarriage you you don't really miscarriage if you give birth most of the times the babies would be uh, able to survive so I just need to have the context around that and then the other two people who are now in hospital again it depends on um, the, the age group it depends on whether they had any other diseases in their um in the, you know, that they suffered from. That, do they have HIV? I don't know. Mm. It, is, it is extremely difficult. Okay. I finally understood Ludumo's question. So that all happens in the lab. So in the lab, um, they, they only use the spike protein that is on the outside of the coronavirus, okay? And what they then do is the, the mRNA is a, is a, um, is a vehicle that they, that, they, that they use to get that um, vaccine, that sp- little spike um, into, the, into the cells so that you can start making your own um, uh, uh, antibodies. So okay. there is no evidence that any of the mRNA or proteins stimulate in any organ. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Angelique Kutzia, for ever making yourself available when we call upon you. Thanks. Thanks so much. Enjoy your day and now it's news time. You too and have a lovely weekend. Uh, next time I'll invite you to be a host, Dr. Kutsia. You even know uh, time for news. Dr. Kutsia on the decks in future. <laughs> You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.